Stop! Stop! I kept my voice down as I leaned on the log, trying to pin it between my shoulder and the cabin wall. Josh? What? The muscles on Mal's forearms flexed as he gripped the rough tree trunk. The sharp pain in my palm spread all the way up my arm. Was there a freaking razor blade in the stupid bark? I pulled my hand free and tried not to scream at the feeling of something sliding out from under my skin. My hand! Jabbed my hand! Blood dripped from my palm near the base of my thumb. I told you to watch out for that twig. Mal shifted the log's weight, settling it onto his upraised leg. He made holding the heavy tree trunk look easy. Jerk. Twig? It's a sword or something. I glared at him, saw his grin, and looked away in disgust. Couldn't he ever be serious? Sometimes I felt like I was his older brother, rather than the other way around. The blood dripped down my palm. I swiped the small river of red away with my other hand, feeling the log trying to slip. I pushed it harder against the wall we had already built. Bro, just get some leaves, Mal snickered. You get some leaves. A sliver of brown still jutted from the center of the throbbing agony that was my hand. Okay, the lessening agony, but still. I held my breath, pinched the sliver, and yanked. A narrow bolt of pain flared, then faded. Blood oozed. Can we put this thing down? I pushed at the log. Come on, suck it up. This is the last of the walls. Mal came my way a bit, taking more of the log's weight. What's the rush, anyway? We'd done something like fifteen logs today. This cabin was supposed to be fun, not work. We got enough work from the adults and the huge old house we all lived in. We didn't need more during what little free time we could dig up. Forget it. Let's finish. His feet scuffed through a pile of pale yellow wood chips left over from notching all of the logs. Then I felt him take all the weight of the log. I stepped back, pressing my thumb against the bleeding spot on my other palm. Fine. Give me a second. Mal raised an eyebrow and made a show of waiting not very patiently. I sighed and stalked over. When we each had an end of the bark-covered log, I followed Mal's lead and we heaved it up and rolled it in place. The notched ends needed some shoving, and swearing in Mal's case, but then, all at once, they dropped into their spots. We both stepped back and surveyed the thing we'd built. Four walls in something resembling a square a rough rectangle for a doorway. Sure, more than one wall had logs that didn't quite go up in a straight, even line, but it looked surprisingly like what I imagined a cabin should look like. A roofless cabin, at least. Bro, it's beautiful. I heard heavy sarcasm in Mel's voice. Yeah, I tried to think of a good comeback, but came up empty. Like usual. The cabin was beautiful. Not pretty or anything. But since Mal had come up with the idea, we'd spent a ton of time together out here in the woods. Away from Miriam. Away from adults who seemed like they enjoyed making our lives miserable. Away from droning lessons about the corrupt world and greed and why the fundamental faith in God and its way of doing things was the only way to not become evil along with the rest of humanity. I didn't care about humanity. I only wanted to have a normal life, 
maybe be able to have some peace and quiet. Maybe not have to look over my shoulder and sneak into quiet places where adults had less chance of finding me to give me random work. Maybe not feel like an orphan living in the same house as my dead parents. Except my parents weren't dead. They just didn't care. Or maybe my father did, for all I knew. I let my eyes wander, taking in the small clearing, the pine trees and oaks and maples. Wood chips and shavings littered the ground, kicked all over during the last few weeks. Clean, green-smelling air filled my nose. Sometimes I could swear the air here in the woods tasted different from the stuff in the crowded house we lived in. 